Good Vibes Cinema presents Vibe Talking. Hey everybody, welcome back to a spooky Halloween episode of Vibe Talking, a podcast about films with off-the-charts vibes, films from the golden age of adult cinema. I'm Vic Terry, executive producer of Good Vibes Cinema and host of this uh, less exciting program tonight. And I am joined here by my friend and co-star, Manny Beat. They should have called it, please don't watch this movie. Oh, God, it was bad. We literally just watched it. We're like hot on the trail of this thing. And do we have shit to say? Yeah, this might be, I don't know, maybe we went pretty hard on Deep Throat 2. But if you enjoy hearing a shitty movie get ripped to shreds, that's what we're about to do. And then also stick around because we're definitely going to talk about both the original and the remake of Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Okay. So what we watched here today, it's called Please Don't Eat My Mother which is a Little Shop of Horrors parody. But kind of like we talked about in the Flesh Gordon episode, it took me a minute to connect the dots here. So I am a huge, huge, huge fan of the 1986 Little Shop of Horrors movie musical. Literally that movie like shaped my life. I have a theater degree. I spent six years working at a plant store. Like (laughs) watching that movie as a kid, like so influenced everything that I'm into and the types of movies that I'm into. Like we've talked about that film on multiple occasions, like with the aesthetic and the grime and the like super theatrical, like artificial kind of nature of some of the visuals. I love how that movie looks and feels and the over the top performances. And I love that movie so much. It has been just such a major influence on me. Not just that, but also it's a little bit central to this whole podcast because I feel like a little bit of the connection that we had over that that movie like cemented our friendship. Yeah, totally. Um, I loved that movie the first time I saw it as a kid. Still love it to this day as an adult. Decided that for Halloween one year, shortly after moving in here, shortly after meeting you, I wanted to uh, do a thing where my girlfriend and I, we dressed up. She was Seymour and I was Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. And then you made a working puppet prop of Audrey too. And it was awesome. I was blown away by the fact that you made it and you gave it to me. And I was like, should I pay you for this? Like, can I do something? And you're just like, no, you just have it. I thought that was really fucking cool. And just kind of from there, that's where we got into like, hey, what if we did a show talking about porn? And then sneakily, you were like, you know what movie we should watch and talk about? Please don't eat my mother. I have been wanting to cover this since last year. But I was like, okay, obviously Devil and Miss Jones is like, better more iconic like we have to do that for our first halloween episode but now this like as halloween was approaching this year i'm like okay we've already decided those like it's on the calendar (laughs) and i honestly was was looking forward to it until we actually sat down i told you how bad it was though yeah and that was the thing is like you told me it was bad and i was like it can't be that bad like we've already watched deep throat 2 nothing can be worse i do think deep throat 2 is worse than this it is, but it's barely. I would not have expected that it would be as close as it is. This movie, actually, also the backstory of me watching it is kind of good, too. This was one of the first films that I watched in this genre. So I had watched Touch Me, and that, like, changed my life. And then I was like, I think I need to watch more of this shit. And then I saw that this movie existed, and I'm like, a little shop of horrors porno? Like, I am gonna love this. You start looking over your shoulders, you're like, I was so who excited. Knew, who knows to make this for me? What's going on? I feel like the guy who made this is me in a past life, maybe. <laughs> so, 
previous inferior version of you. Yeah, I've grown a lot in my few iterations between. So I watched this and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was so disappointed. I thought it was going to be so good. It wasn't so good. And then literally right after watching it, I was like, wait, that was so stupid. Like, I don't want my night to just be lame. Like, <laughs> So then I watched Deep Throat for the first time, literally right after watching this. Okay. And then I was like, okay, wait, that was so good. So I was like, all right, all right, we're going to just... Like, wait, these can be good and funny and entertaining? And hot. Yeah. This one can't, but other films can. Because it's a bizarre concept. And obviously, like, one of the things that the porn industry still does to this day, I don't think anywhere near as much, in the golden age, that was where they first started realizing, like, hey, we can capitalize on the name recognition and even the audience interest in more established movies by making a parody version of it. By just going like, hey, what if there was this movie, but there was sex in it? I mean, we talk about this with Westworld. For someone to sit here and be like, hey, you know what would be really interesting and cool? If we took Little Shop of Horrors, no, not that one, the Roger Corman one, and we did a porn parody of that. Okay, so that is so bizarre because I didn't even think of this when I watched it. But this well, wait, movie... wait, that's not all. He doesn't even fuck the plant. Huge missed opportunity. So this movie came out in 1973 and didn't even connect the dots At a time when they should have fucking known better. <laughs> this is way before the musical movie. So the original Little Shop of Horrors that the musical and the musical film adaptation are based on is based on an old black and white movie that was made in like two days for like no money on a set that already existed <laughs> because... They were about to change the law so that actors would get residuals, whereas previously they just got paid to do the movie and then that was the end yeah, of it. They got a so, performance fee and then it was like, get the fuck out of here. So these guys were like, oh my God, we have like one more weekend to make a movie without paying actors. Like we need to do this now. So they just like busted out Little Shop. I have seen the original black and white one. It actually, I did kind of like it. It was pretty funny, but it's super cheesy and it feels like a goofy old movie, you know? But there is definitely charm in it, so, like, I get why someone would be like, oh, I kind of want to, like, continue playing with this idea. Like, just even the idea of, like, the evil plant is, like, a cool concept. And that's been done in other things subsequently. So, like, there was something to that idea. But that's crazy to me to think that that rando-ass movie... Because every time you see some sort of adaptation now or, like, reference to, it's a reference to the musical. Mm -hmm. It's not a reference to the original. I feel like most people have not seen that. So the fact that that movie was so influential that someone goes on to make that musical, but also someone goes on to make this. Like, two different people at different points in their life both saw this and was like, there's something to this. I need to take a stab at this. This was not a very successful adaptation. No. And something that I've kind of changed over the years is I used to do another show and we would talk about movies we would not hold back from ripping a movie apart. Then after a while, because I've, I've tried to make some stuff myself, I've got a lot of friends that are in the industry, and it is really hard to make a movie. It is so difficult to just even get it off the ground, to get a cast together, to get the funding, to actually be able to have the budget sufficient to make the movie, and then to actually turn that movie around like through pre-production, production, post-production pre -production, post process, and actually come out, emerge with a cohesive movie. 
that it feels unfair to just sit here and be completely disconnected from that process and be like, this was a big piece of shit. But this was, in fact, a giant piece of shit. Just, it was so incompetently made. Just again, starting from the concept of like, we're going to take this weirdo, low budget movie that is about a man who reluctantly ends up like feeding this man-eating carnivorous plant. And we're going to try and make a parody version of that that includes like sex and adult theme and stuff like that. And just fuck up in every single possible way that you can. Yeah, because I feel like this premise is awesome. This has the potential to be the best movie ever. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, I would be all over this shit. It seems like this would be up there with, like, Flesh Gordon to where you go, like, hey, you know those old Flash Gordon-like serials? Like, what if we did that? But Flash, Flesh, get it, and then throw some tits and ass in it. That worked so much fucking better than this did. I'm at a loss at where to even begin to try and, like, break down... First of all, like, the sex is so shoehorned into this movie that it felt like they actually took scenes that were shot for something else and then just inserted them into this movie. And the only way that you can tell that they actually were shot for this movie was those actors actually end up interacting with the main character and the terrible plant props that they made. Okay, so I am honestly so curious about how this movie got made. And I like I wish that someone knew and could tell me because like I've been trying to figure this out for years. So my theory is that this was not originally supposed to be porn. Because it feels like the sex is so random that it doesn't feel like it's a part of the movie. Like, we've talked about the balance of sex and story. You know, this is, like, literally the worst example ever. And so it feels to me like someone saw the original Little Shop, was like, this is cool. Like, I just want to straight up make an adaptation of this movie. Like, let's do, like, a modern telling of this, you know? And then they go to get it made, and the only way they can get the funding is to have sex in it. That's what it feels like to me. Like, they're, like, didn't want to have sex scenes. The story did not revolve around sexuality in any way. And then they were just like, if you don't put some naked women in this movie, it's not going to happen. And then they were like, okay, fine. Like, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Because the main character doesn't have sex. He doesn't get naked. He doesn't even take his shirt off. He takes his sweater off and then has, like, a wife beater under it. Not even... I think he is down to his underwear. But the crazy thing is... The main character in this movie was a pro wrestler. And a character actor. But his character in this movie is fucking garbage. I think he did a good performance, though. Like, for what he was given. Like, I don't think the problem was that, like, he couldn't act or be funny or bring energy to a scene. The, the character was terrible. Funny. The like, direction... He's, he's trying. You the know? direction was, like, super... It's the kind of direction that is so bad that even if you don't have a concept of, like, what's the difference between good and bad direction, if you watch this movie... You'll come away with it like the one positive thing would be that you'd come away with it having an understanding of just like, oh, okay, this is how you don't direct a movie. (laughs) Because the way that people deliver lines in this movie, the way that shots are set up and the camera, the scene is framed is so piss poor. There's one part of the movie and we both pointed it out like when we saw it. You have two characters talking in a scene and the camera is like it's shooting from the perspective of the plants and for no reason there's just a leaf that hangs in front of the face of our main character. And it's just one of those things to where you feel like somebody fucked up. Somebody didn't watch the film as they were editing it Mm -hmm. and they just fucked this all up. 
It doesn't help that this movie is an hour and 40 minutes. Fucking it's 100 minutes of so bullshit. long. This movie could have been half of the length that it was. It also, like we talked about, it could have been or a Or it could have just not existed film. at all. It could have been like a five to ten minute piece. Because it is really, 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 really repetitive. And every scene goes on for way too long. Well, and we even like talked about like, could you make a better version of this if you did it in the style of Big Feet, which was an eight millimeter silent film that we made? I honestly think yes, because there very much is a narrative in Big Feet. You could see it happening. And I think that this sort of a thing actually would translate really well into a silent film like that because it's so much bigness. Like something we commented on watching this is like, it looks like a cartoon, which I actually really like. It is very colorful. To the point where it's not just like, oh, like that's tacky 70s furniture or whatever. Like they painted the wall like neon green or like bright yellow with navy blue trim. And like they're, they're just wearing these like clownish looking outfits, you know? <laughs> and it very much feels like it is doing a look and doing like a style, you know? Like it feels like something like a, like Pee Wee's Big Adventure or something like that. <laughs> like, you know, like we're gonna make this feel like it's like a cartoon. I like that. And that's what actually disappointed me so fucking much about the plants because the plants, like the main part of the story, look like shit. I'm not even just like, oh, why doesn't it look like photorealistic like the movie musical where they move and they have like 200 frames per second and this is like, no, I know it's not gonna be like that, you know? But like, I've literally built shit that looks better than that. I am not a professional in terms of like building props and stuff like that. Like I've just figured out how to do it. It's not that hard. It wasn't that expensive. It's time consuming, but that's literally it. There's no reason why they couldn't have made something better. It feels like a movie that was made at gunpoint. Yeah! <laughs> you know? Which is hilarious because like at one point the main character abducts a couple by gunpoint to feed them to his plants. And there's no struggle or whatsoever. They're just kind of like, you want us to do what? I need you to come with me. And they're like, do you want us to put our clothes on? He's like, no, 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 you won't need them. It kind of feels like someone just went out and grabbed the director and the actors. And they were like, you ever see Little Shop of Horrors? And they're like... The movie about the plant that eats people? Yeah, make that, but also have some fucking in it. There's so much bizarre shit with this movie. So the movie starts off with the main character. Uh, well, it starts off with this other couple who aren't the main character. I don't even know if they have character names. I don't think they do. But it starts off with this other couple. They're making out. The guy's trying to get the lady drunk so that way it'll be easier to get her to have sex with him. Problematic. That's where we get introduced to our main character, Henry. He's watching them fool around. On top of that, he's eating a sandwich and he's like a fucking goat. Like he's eating the sandwich and he eats the napkin and doesn't even notice. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just because he's so entertained by watching this couple make out or the filmmaker didn't have an idea of like what he was trying to communicate to the audience. Because it's like, obviously if you're trying to communicate that like, he gets so entranced watching people in the throes of passion that he loses sense of his self? Or is the, the thing that we're supposed to get that he's a fucking slob? Doesn't fucking matter. Because he goes from that to immediately just, now he's walking down the street. Now he's going into a plant shop. It's worse than in the room. When Tommy goes into the plant shop in the room, and there's just that bizarre alien dialogue, and just like, thanks, Tommy, you're my favorite customer. Like, this is worse on every single level. Because he goes into the plant shop, 
he he stops the plant shop because he hears a hiccuping. It sounds like a hiccup. Yeah, and that's like what the plant in the old one and in the you know the musical he makes like a little like suction kind of like mouth noise or whatever. Yeah. But he goes in. The initial form of the plan is fucking terrible. It looks like a fucking elementary school kid was trying to make a fucking plant for like Mother's Day gift. And they were just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's a plant. Literally, like the neck is like fucking, what do you call those little pipe cleaners? And then like the face is like a piece of paper like folded in half. You could fucking make a paper plate plant that looks fucking better than this in 10 minutes or less. Just... Put in the minimal amount of effort, which is what they couldn't even be bothered to do. Goes into this plant shop. The plant shop owner, I guess the thing that you're supposed to get is the plant shop owner is gay. He's a homosexual. Hilarious. So funny. Yeah. He's doing a silly voice. The joke is he likes dick. And the way they communicate this is he sort of does a gay voice, but mostly he's just loudly talking And he's hovering over the main character and he's like kind of caressing him with like some kind of box or something in his hand. He looks uncomfortable. I'm just like, I would get the fuck out of there. But you have to buy the plant first. He's like, oh, do you want to buy this plant, sweetie? It's a dollar. He's like, that's a great deal. And the line delivery I did just now was miles better than his line delivery. (laughs) So that happens. He gets home and then immediately the plant is talking to him. No articulation, there's no mouth, like nothing. It's just literally this shitty little no effort prop sitting in this guy's room and there's a woman's voice coming out of it. Okay, and this is one of the other things where I think this movie went totally wrong. So the voice of this plant, it kind of reminds me of like Charlotte's Web. It sounds elegant, it sounds like trailing on, like little sweet voice, you know, like not particularly like sexy quote-unquote no because you you made it sound seductive and the way this is is more like i'm a teacher telling a story to my little elementary school students like it was like that It, it wasn't like hot and so this guy's whole thing you know he lives with his mom and that was something more from the original little shop like audrey and the dentist and all of that is like not part of like the black and white movie like it's like seymour and his mom like even mushnik is not even so much like not the same sort of a relationship between Mm -hmm. them that was based off of that and we have like the stereotypical like nagging mom of like oh did you take out the trash did you do this this and this he's like yes mom and then he like goes to his room and he has all his like you know naked like swimsuit model posters and centerfolds and all this shit hanging up. In case you didn't get that he wasn't gay by how uncomfortable he was with the plant shop owner. Like he's, he's attracted clearly, to women. He's very heterosexual, bro. And so this, like, I feel like would have made sense because what they kind of play up is like, they're like, oh, just the fact that the plant is female is like enough for him. He doesn't have any friends. He doesn't have like anyone to interact with. So like this woman's voice talking to him is so exciting that he'll like do anything. But I feel like, especially being like that it's like sexploitation, like comedy sort of thing, they should have had her be like overtly sexy. Like not just a woman, but like be flirting with him, be almost like crass in the level of like sexuality that she's exuding. Because in the musical, like the plant is 
cool. He has kind of a sexy voice and like clearly expresses desire, you know? Like there's a, a point in, in the, you know, 80s movie where the plant is like trying to bite a girl's ass when she bends over in front of him and when he's get the vines going up somebody's dress. They're having like overt sexuality around it to the point where it's like, the plant has the same kind of like feelings as like a human male. So like, I feel like they should have made the plant in this movie a sexy, hot woman to the point where like they're talking dirty to each other. He wants to fuck the plant. Yeah. So in the 80s remake, that plant, like it has charisma. It has a personality. It has character. You can understand, one, it is manipulating Seymour and two, why its manipulation is actually successful. Mm -hmm. Whereas this, half the time you couldn't tell what the fucking plant was even fucking saying. Very clearly, this guy lives at home with his mom. He, you had mentioned that there's kind of a Travis Bickle angle where the guy wants to have connections with people. He doesn't have the personality and the tools in order to accomplish that, to make that happen. And so the way that he achieves some sort of approximation of human connection is by spying on people and watching them have sex. Because after he buys the plant, one of the next things he does is he goes back and watches the same couple from before as they start having sex in their car. Which so, also felt so cheap and stupid that it's like the same actors. Like they couldn't find another couple to do this, you know? Honey, cheap and stupid is the fucking modus operandi of this whole fucking production. <laughs> <laughs> I also gotta say, I think it is a major missed opportunity that like there's no establishing that this guy is into plants. Like this seems like it's his first plant. And I make the point of this because like I've there's not even any establishing that he's into women. I feel like he they is, though. Like, like it's I mean, I guess, yeah, he has, like, he has Playboy Playmates posted up on his wall. But, like, that could just be, like, he could be into photography. <laughs> it's about the article, Mom. Yeah. It's really... So, like, I have said on many occasions, like, because I am someone who's very into plants. And, like, I absolutely feel like there's an emotional connection with that, like, living thing. And, like, I've always said, if I was Seymour, like, I would make the exact same choices. Like, I would feed the plant. Because it's like, that's your baby, and he's growing up, and you got to make sacrifices. That's how I feel about it. I and I, I established that I think you're a monster the second <laughs> that you start killing, like, actual animals to feed this plant. I'm not saying I would be comfortable with it or feel good about it, but it's like, to me, Explain it's like... Explain to the plant the tenets of veganism. Be like... <laughs> I've been doing the, it for 15 plants, years. From the plant's perspective, you're the monster because you're eating its brethren. Oh, don't even make me feel bad about that. <laughs> anyway. If I could just eat nothing, I would. <laughs> like, I, I do feel bad air. eating a plant. I'm full now. <laughs> but like... Seymour, we see him loving plants. We see him taking care of the plant and talking to the plant, even before it starts talking back. He is super sad that his plant is dying and that he's trying to take care of it and it's not working. So when the blood thing happens and the plant starts licking his paper cut, like he's like, oh my God, finally I figured out what's going wrong. And, and the whole even, situation just keeps kind of spiraling out of control. They even make it a point to like make the plant seem cute. The plant is so fucking cute. Where oh you would God. understand like even if you're just like what kind of fucking weirdo likes plants? What kind of weirdo wants to help plants stay? The plant looks cute and you're just like, oh, okay. Like that whole thing. There's their nurturing thing. You fucking get it. You could turn the sound off and understand 
what's going on. Mm -hmm. If you've tried to watch this with the sound off, you would lose your fucking mind. Because the plane doesn't even open his mouth, so you wouldn't even know that he's talking. Yeah. The other thing is, too, so you said that's a missed opportunity to show that he likes plants. Or at least has some motivation to want to have a live plant. It could be like Seymour, who is lonely. Like, he's not literally a creeper peeping, but, like, he's watching Audrey from afar. He has feelings for her that he's not expressing, you know? And it's easier for him to relate to a plant than it is to a person. Yeah, they could have literally just done that. And it would have made more sense. Like, oh, he loves the plant. He loves plants. He doesn't have friends. Oh, awesome. Now the plant is talking sexy. So it's like... Everything is just lining up perfect. So it's like, how could this guy not be invested here? See, and what I thought was the real missed opportunity was you do one of two things. Either one, you make it that the reason why he becomes so interested and infatuated with the plant is because he realizes he can have sex with the plant. Mm-hmm. Or two, the plant tries to seduce him by saying, like, if you feed me, I will grow into a woman that you can have relationships with. Yeah, and I think you made a great point, too, of, like... Because why, uh, why give it a fucking female voice? Yeah, and I just straight up, I'm not buying it that, like, that is enough to get this guy hooked. Like, with the voice they gave, with the delivery, with the interactions we've seen between them, like, I, I just do not understand why he would give a shit and do what he's doing. The reading that any sane, logical person would take is when he comes home with this plant and sets it down and starts hearing a female voice... He's hallucinating. He's having fucking delusions that the voice only exists within his own head. But then it goes on that it grows. It has a mouth. It, it he discovers that bit, he can how to open its mouth a little feed bit. it frogs. And then from there, it just escalates. Like the next thing you know, he's carrying in this poor dog. Terrible. And then just being like, do you want to eat this fucking dog? And the plant's like, yum, yum, give me some. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. Just like that. And like not all of this is like happening in like a linear logical sense because what ends up happening is he brings the plant home. He has an interaction with his mom to where it's just like his mom doesn't like him. He doesn't like his mom. They're both a pain in each other's asses. Mm -hmm. But this is where he fucking lives because I guess he's a loser. I don't know what the film's trying to say. And then he just goes back out. Like I said, he starts watching this couple having sex Only this time, for no reason whatsoever, he shows up. He brings a sack lunch with him that his mom fucking made him. And there's another pervert watching this couple. That was actually a good scene. I thought that was funny, their interaction back and forth. He's like, hey, you're in my spot. And he's like, well, it's my spot now. And then he's like, okay, well, can I sit by you? And then, like, it felt like kids on the playground. Like, it was was funny, you know? It was the last glimpses of any promise that this movie had was was that scene and that interaction. Mm -hmm. And then it just, it's just a fucking continuous downhill descent. So then the mom is like at home on the phone, basically just talking shit and gossiping with like her sister, like the other neighborhood moms or whatever. She's like, oh, I got this piece of shit son and he, I got to be in this fucking movie that's about a fucking plant that eats people, but also like he's a pervert who watches people. Oh, it's not feeling any of that. I should have fallen down the stairs when I had the chance. (laughs) So then the plant is like calling out to him and she's like wait what is going on like there can't be a woman in my son's room like my son has a girlfriend like as if and then she like tries to go in and like Dumbass the door is blown up his spot. and eventually the mom does get in there and start looking at the plant and he comes home and he's like mom don't be getting near that plant and then like the plant eats her and he's like not that bummed about it <laughs> no don't stop <laughs> if they would have established that his mom is a pain in his ass 
and that he's such a loser that he cannot go out and live on his own. He's forced to live with his mother, but his mother is a pain in his ass, and that the plant provides him a solution. Because they that's something that they did in the, the remake of Little Shop, and probably in the original too, I think. Mm-hmm. But it shows the plant is like, hey, maybe you don't like this, you know, maybe this kind of turns your stomach. But hey, I'm benefiting you. You're benefiting me. If you just don't think about it beyond that, we have a good relationship. Here. Yeah, because this was just like weak, like not committing to either side. Because he's not like devastated about what happened to the point where he's like, I got to stop doing this, you know. But he's also not like stoked about it. Because I feel like that's how they they totally could have just gone with that. Like have a big reaction that he's like, damn, my life actually is better now. You know, he would have had more of a reaction if he would have been like, oh, no, I got gum on my shoe. Then his fucking mother getting eaten by his yeah. fucking plant that he's had for, I don't know, one day or a hundred fucking days. There's no way to fucking tell. Time doesn't exist in this movie. And now the plant is like giant and looking even stupider. And this was another big critique of the look of the plant. Okay? I will give this movie one spot of praise. I read a couple of reviews about this movie and one of the ones I saw trashed it on the fucking props and just going between that and you telling me that this movie like was just a big piece of shit i was just like okay the whole time the plant's gonna talk to him but the mouth is never gonna move and when it like evolves into its next phase they did put in the bare minimum amount of effort to get its mouth to somewhat move whenever it's it's speaking Whenever it's supposed to be speaking. But like not timed up with what's being oh, said. Oh no. Like at the all. fucking they're like, look, the fucking mouth moves sometimes. What else do you want from us? Like that's where the effort starts. <laughs> We're and doing stops. our best. Fucking it's literally it moves an inch and that's it. Okay, I hate that the plant is so tall, okay? The good looking little shop plant, it's like a big head and then like vines and body kind of around it, you know? This is like a tube with like a head on top. And it's so stupid because like it's all tall and skinny. So like in the frame, the head where we should be like looking is like up at the very, very top (laughs) and like sometimes getting cut out of the fucking frame. So I'm going to just look at your stomach because your head is, you know. And the phrase that pays for this episode is incompetent direction. Yeah. A good director would understand what should the viewer be focused on in this scene. And it's like, obviously, if the plant is speaking, if there's an interaction going on between Henry and the plant, you need to have it. And they did this so perfectly so many times in 1986 Little Shop. But it is, you get Seymour looking toward the plant and the plant looking directly and interacting directly with Seymour. Mm -hmm. With this, it's just, this asshole is in the room and then this plant is flapping up and down. And you can fucking barely see, like you see more of the the plant stem than you do see of what is supposed to be the head and the face of this plant. It's so stupid. (laughs) It looks so fucking bad. Like we said before, he fed it a dog, it ate his fucking mom, and now it's to the point to where it wants more victims. But before we get to that point, Officer O. Columbus shows up. Which I didn't even catch, like, how he got involved in the plot at this point. I guess the mom has, like, gone missing. So he's there to investigate. Like, she stopped showing up. Like, nobody's seen her or heard from her. Yeah, and and it's weird, too, because he had already, like, called, like, his aunt or somebody. And was like, oh, no, mom's sick. Yeah, she's going to be in the hospital for a little bit. Don't don't call her. Don't worry about it. I got it taken care of. And I guess, like, just because they're just like, he killed her. They're like, this piece of shit. He's taking her fucking house. So they call up the fucking police. And of course, they send 
their lone, most incompetent detective. What happens to his ass? The plant. So he comes in, he's got his cigar. Actually, this guy was kind of vibey. I liked him. And you said he was the director he's of the, the film? He's the director, yeah. Okay, so respect, I guess. And mm. so <laughs> he comes Do in and he's like, He's like, let me see this plant, you know? And then he comes in, he's looking at the plant. Well, what he does is he comes in, he's like... He honestly was really hard to understand. I couldn't tell exactly what was going on. Because he was trying to do an imitation of Columbo. And um, was not nailing Yeah, and and it's just like, bro, you are no Peter Falk. (laughs) He's like, but I got the cigar. It's a good prop. You get a good hat, you know? Trying here. the cigar up your ass? I don't know. So he goes in, and the plant, like, at this point is huge and has, like, teeth and, like, a visible mouth. And he's like, oh, should I go peek inside of it maybe or something? Like, maybe your mother's somewhere inside the plant. I don't know. Let me look. Did you hide her behind this big plant? (laughs) What's, What's great? Okay, maybe you're listening and you're just like, yeah, this sounds shitty, but I'm intrigued. What does it look like when the plant eats someone? I'll tell you exactly what it looks like. You see the plant. You see the actor walk up to the plant. You cut back to Henry going, no, stay away from that plant. Then you cut back to the plant. The actor is gone and the plant's going, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> it's literally like... <laughs> like we cannot well, actually, no, get no. this guy in the plant. With, the, with O. Colombo, he's the one actor who actually they managed to figure out how to get the actor to stick out of the plant's mouth. Like when it eats the mother, you would think that, okay... They would have a shot of, like, the mother's legs sticking out the mouth of the plant and kicking. No, they don't have... She's just there, cuts, cuts back, she's gone. It truly felt like they had just figured this out. Like, they were like, we gotta finish the scenes with the mom. It was the last shot of the production. Yeah. They're just like, oh, what did we do this before? Too late for reshoots. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck this movie. Oh, my God. So now this cop is dead, and the plant's like, that was good. And he's like, God, I hate that you eat people, even though, like, we all know this is what's going on here. Like, I hate this, but I'm going to keep doing it. Well, there's also a subplot that's introduced. The plant eats O'Colombo, and the plant's just like, yeah, I don't like the taste of dick and balls. Like, give me boobs and vagina. That's She's like, I've been looking at your magazines, and, like, that looks kind of good. Yeah. Can I get some of that? And he's like, I get it. I mean, it is good. Yeah, and I'm just like, all right. Actually, I'm relating to this movie right here. That does look pretty good. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, I guess I'll just have to get some hot coos over here. So he calls, like, a pimp or something, and he's like... <laughs> He's like, I'm going to need you to send over a hot woman. And then he's like... Not for me, though. For my friend. Yeah, for my brother. He had a serious injury and can't walk to a strip club. So we need to send somebody over here. And then he's like, okay. And then there's some, like... You can't hear the guy in the other line. It's literally like... Meh, 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 you know? Yeah, one of, one, of, one of the few, like, actual funny moments of the movie. <laughs> and then, like, it sounds like he's tried this before. Because the guy was, like, not going to send someone. And he's like, no, I have the money. I have the money. Like, previously Look, he didn't. Henry, every time I fucking send a bitch to your place, she does not come back. She disappears off the face of the fucking... Well, think this I'm not falling... serial killer. Oh, it's for your brother? Oh, your brother has an injury? I'll send my best Hua over right away. So this chick comes over, and he's like, wait, this is actually, like, 
more awesome than the plant. Should I just bang this chick? Like, she's here. But then the plant's like, come on. And he's like, okay, okay, never mind. I'm getting sidetracked here. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. So he goes and, like, waits in the bathroom. And you can see him in the mirror, like, watching the interaction behind, you, you know? You can clearly see that he's in the bathroom, looking in the mirror, watching what's going on. She's rolling around on the bed, getting and her this, tits out. This woman, the actress, like... Amazing. She was beautiful, beautiful body. Did not mind watching her like strip down. But then she's just like, where are you, honey? And it's just like, bitch, turn around. If you just look a little bit to your right, you're going to see he's there. She's looking she's for like, the where other did guy. You go? She's looking for the brother. Was that what was going That's on? That's what he said is that like, you're here to bang my brother. Like I need to be okay. not doing this, you know? Then she should have realized that like the second she's just like, where are you? And he's like, oh, he's there somewhere. It's like, Bitch, he's putting on the, the creepy night vision mask from Silence of the Lamb. <laughs> You're about to get murdered. Run! Run! She's like, oh no, let me hide behind this plant. And then it just goes horribly. Yeah, instead she's just like, ooh, I bet it would feel really good if I rubbed my body up against this plant. And then, of course, one shot she's there, next shot, guess she got eaten. I don't, she's gone. And now at this point you could tell. Well, maybe she found the brother and she was banging him and we just didn't see. Inside the plant. That's where the brother actually yeah, was. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so now he's like, you know, I'm, my mom getting killed. Okay, I could deal with that. But like this hot chick getting killed, I'm actually really upset Devastated. About this. Just and so he's like, starts, crushed. he starts coming onto the plant, which we were like, okay, they should have done this earlier. He's kind of kissing the plant and she's like, look. I kind of only fuck other plants. And he's like, wait, but why? Like, can we make an exception? And she's like, no. And also that whole interaction made me horny. So like, I'm going to need you to go find the good dude's plant for me. And he's like, well, where am I going to get that? Well, why don't you just go back to where you got me? There's probably other plants over there. So he's like, "Ah, all right, I guess if I have to. And again, at this point, it's like, you don't have to. Like, just don't do it. Just close the door and like nobody feeds the plant and then like she'll just die or whatever. And so then he goes back to the flower shop and finds another plant, even though it seemed like there was just the one before. So it's like, where did this other one come from? And there's no explanation of that. And the other one, it's like, oh, it's like you an wanted alien, an explanation? You, know? you wanted an explanation? Go watch a different fucking movie. There's your explanation. <laughs> so he's talking fucking to this plant and he's like, Man, please don't explain my plot. <laughs> He's like, are you a dude? Or like, what's your situation, plant? Does this plant have a dick? And the plant in like a fucking like Jersey man voice is like, you a friend or a foe? And he's like, I'm a friend. And he's like, then I'm a dude. He's lucky he didn't get the one like fucking militantly non-binary plant in there. Like male or female. Motherfucker, what you say to me? I'm a plant. Yes. Okay. They, them. Dick. Which is what a plant would really yeah. be. Conveniently, but. it works out for him. He doesn't end up with two female plants, and then he's got to make another trip back. You can't have, like, hot lesbian plant sex scene. For some reason, they had to have, like, an extended dialogue. Once he established that, like, okay, I got the right plant, instead of just being like, here's your money, bye, don't touch me, gay plant shop owner. Instead, the plant's like, oh, tell him that you want to get a bag of plant food, and then also just to throw me in on top of it. Yeah, the, the plant is, like, trying to heckle and trying to get, like, a good deal. He's like, nobody's trying to buy me all week, so this guy's going to just sell it, whatever. It's like, crazy because, like, the movie was already really bad at this point. The second they introduced the male plant, like, it got worse. Like, I feel like when they were making this, they're like, they're like, oh, 
if we can just keep the audience engaged until we get to the part where the male player, that's where this movie really takes off. It's like when you flush a toilet and it doesn't go down and it oh starts God. overflowing and just you got like shit and use toilet paper all over your that's that moment and it just keeps going. And you're just like, when will this stop? When will this fucking end? And it, like well, now he's got two in. fucking plants. We're only in here. Now the fucking plants are like talking back and forth to each other. And literally Flurry. what they did is he, he starts off with another small plant at the store. By the time he gets home, he must have stopped and just started feeding it whatever small animals he found along the way. Because when it shows him back at his house, the the plant is now they just took the the smaller version of the first plant. Now they have that next to the larger plant prop. And now it's like a medium plant. Yeah. And, and it's wild because there's no passage of time in this movie whatsoever. Like things happen, but like literally the clocks are all frozen. Because prior to him even fucking going and getting this other plant, I think even before he called the stripper in, he was watching a couple out in the woods have sex by himself this time. Two new actors. They yeah. got a little splurge here. It just so happened that there were there was enough in the budget to hire two more actors to have sex on camera or pretend to have sex on camera. Yeah, I don't and think anyone actually banged in this movie. So he watches them out in the woods. He goes back another time. He's like, oh, I don't want them to see me. Let me hold these leaves right in front of my face. Which was kind of funny. This was kind of good. This threw me off a little bit, though, because like we do have two scenes of the couple in the car, but my assumption was that these were two different days, and it's like... That's like their date night spot or something like that. But I don't know? think they changed clothes, did they? Well, they were like naked in the second scene. So we didn't really know what they had worn, I guess. maybe I, I assumed a different outfit. But this couple in the park, it's like, do they go there all the time? You know, because with the, with the car, like, I thought it was like, a, like that's like a make out point kind of thing, you know? So it's like, yeah. you know that if you go there, there will be someone in a car hooking up, oh you my. know? Oh my but the, god. The park was so random. I just had an epiphany. He's not living with his mother because he's a fucking loser that can't get a place on his own. He's living with his mother because his childhood home just happens to be right next to makeout points. And as a boy, he discovered that he had a huge affinity for watching random people make out and have sex right outside his home. Which is kind That's of what's a vibe, fucking going I guess. on. Here. So that's why he knows, like, if I go out right now, there's going to be a couple out there having sex. It might even be a couple that I'm already familiar with. Oh, hey, guys. Back again. Guess the first date went pretty well. So this second couple, though, <laughs> it's so bad. Because this is where I, I started, like, just flipping out on the direction of this movie. Because it shows him watching this couple. And there's two ways to go about doing this. Is You have a shot of the couple from his perspective. So if he's watching them through some branches then obviously you might put some branches in the foreground just to get the sense to the audience that like, hey, you're seeing what he's seeing. And then there's the shot, you know, looking back on him. So you see his facial expressions. You get a sense of like what emotions he's experiencing as he's watching this. Piss poor job of doing that. Literally can't even fucking do that competently because then we start getting like these bizarre shots where it almost seems like they're doing an intentional thing. The woman's on top of the guy and she's riding the guy's completely naked, but they have it framed so that there's a tree branch that is hanging down in front of them that almost perfectly covers up her chest for almost the, the entire duration of this shot. Then it cuts to an above shot down through the tree branch of this couple. The shot from above looked kind of good. 
Yeah, but it's also I, I just like... I thought the decorative branch was okay there. It's like, okay, are you trying to like put a little production value on your sex scenes now? Ha- halfway into this movie? And then he leaves. He comes back a third time. And it's after he had fed the stripper to the, to the female plant. Went and got a male plant. And then now he's got to feed a man to the male plant. So then he decides that he's going to show up, kidnap this couple at gunpoint, and force them to go back so he can feed them to the plant. Which makes absolutely no sense. Like, first of all, the interaction is just ridiculous. Like, he's like, hey, sorry to interrupt you guys, but I have a gun and I'm going <laughs> to Sorry to interrupt you. Me. You wanted this movie to make sense? And they're like, oh, uh, uh, like, okay. Like, and you made a great point. Don't go to a second location. Like, that's, like, rule one. Like, especially if you're fucking naked. Like, we know where this is going. Just stay there. Get shot. Also, this pussy little dude, like, I feel like the guy could have just taken the gun from him. Like, at least made an attempt to do so. I, I, maybe he recognized that he was a pro wrestler and he's just like, no, man, this guy will break my this fucking arm. Shredded. Don't let the sweater fool you. He's this guy jacked. is buff. So then they get back to the house, and they're both still naked, and this guy doesn't have a car, so, like, presumably they just walked to naked because people back to the house. Because he lives right next to Make Out But Point. nobody saw this. He nobody lives on Buttfuck Lane Street. Like, and everybody all the was couples cool go up to Buttfuck Point. Everybody was fine with that. And they're just like, yeah, like, the best spot is right past the fucking perv house. <laughs> you know, the guy who lives with his mom and has a fucking weird giant plant. Oh, yeah, I know that where he that is. That he talks to. I know where that is. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm driven by that house. Go there, go right. There's a perfect spot to fuck. There's a little clearing in the woods. Great. Awesome. So he brings these two back to the house. They're like, um, what's with the plants? Like, that's the part of this that's disturbing. Everything else up until this point, we could deal with this. But now that there's a plant in the mix, what the hell? And so there he's like, you know, why don't you guys just walk a couple steps closer to the plant? Like, one more step? Like, one more. One more? Okay, now I'm right next to the plant. Oh, shit, the plant just ate me. And there's a guy and a girl, so it's like both plants get what they want. And then now the plants are growing, and they're like burping, and like... But they're not even growing! Yeah, I guess the From that point on, they never change size. Maybe the chick maxed out. That's how big this kind of plant can get. But the other plant didn't max out because they had made one of each stage of prop. They can't make another plant. It was like Pokemon Evolution. It was just like... I can't, I'm not clever enough to come up with like a, a funny like Pokemon name, but it's just like stage one, stage two, stage three. And they just recycled stage one and two to be the other plant. Don't feel like it would have been that hard to make another plant given what they were doing. So you, you think it wouldn't be that hard, but I mean, like if it wasn't that hard, why didn't they put in the effort? Why didn't they make a better plant? Did they not give a shit about their audience? I don't think they did. Do, do they hate us? Maybe in 1973, that was the coolest plant anyone had ever seen. <laughs> like nobody knew. How it could possibly look. Guys, there's still like another 20 minutes of this fucking movie. It felt like there was another hour to this movie. Like it was so fucking long. It feels like we're still watching this fucking movie. Like it's so fucking long. It feels like I've only been watching this movie this whole week. Like it's just... (laughs) I am honestly so glad that we watched this together though. Because when we did Deep Throat 2, it was so hard for me to watch it. Like I would watch like 20 minutes and then go do something else and then watch something else. And like... I could not sit down and watch that shit for two hours. Like, it was so fucking stupid. So I'm God, really glad that we watched Our this. hubris to just be like, you know what would be, like, an entertaining thing? Is for us to, like, record a conversation talking about movies that were painful for us to watch. Having a podcast is inherently vain. So, I don't, I don't even know if I want to... Because this movie ends... 
Well, this was the great Joker scene where he's like, should I shoot myself in the head? Because now the two plants are fucking in the other room and I'm not. And I hate oh my God. This. Yeah, that's right. The plants fuck. In the other room off camera. We don't see it. But you hear it. Yeah. They're getting spicy in there and he's devastated. He's so devastated that he wants to kill himself, but he realizes he's too much of a fucking soft ass bitch to even accomplish that. So and then, then he decides he's, like, he's going to like shoot the plants. And then he's like, mm, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. Oh my god, and then there's also... So he's not the only house on fucking Buttfuck Point Lane. There's another house that, like, is just walking distance away. He obviously routinely goes there to watch that couple have sex. Which this, because we talked about this... <laughs> we talked about this earlier, of the ethics of peeping, I guess. Because I'm like, I don't know, here's my theory. You're like, it's all good. Obviously these couples would not be doing this if they didn't want somebody to watch. Yeah, them. they're exhibitionists. If you're outside fucking, you can't be like, oh, somebody looked? It's like, yeah, you're in public. How would somebody not look? They're horny enough that they want someone to watch, but they're not bold enough to invite someone to watch them. So they're just exactly. like, we'll just do it to where if someone happens to watch us, that's okay. Oh, what? How did, I didn't know you were going to be here. But now this guy does cross a line. He's peeking into somebody's bedroom. Like, yeah. that's not chill. Nothing in this movie has been chill, but also unchill. So then this couple bangs, and this is where it became obvious to me that they weren't actually having sex. During the other two scenes, I just assumed that they were. Yeah. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait, were they actually not? Maybe not. These two definitely were not. And so then they finish, and then, like, the chick is like, damn, that wasn't that good. Says he has a small dick, or, like, makes some kind of comment, and the guy's like, wait, what the hell? So then they start Which I made the joke, of course it would seem small if it's soft and he's not even putting it inside. You're like, oh, like, that was it? Okay. <laughs> they go down on each other, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm sucking your hard dick. Mmm, so good right now. Ooh, I'm licking your pussy. Ooh, do you like the way I lick you like that? Yeah. And he's just, like, you moving like that, his head you? around, like, a lot, yeah. like, two feet he's in like, front mm, of her. Mm, mm. His reaction to getting a blowjob is like having a bad dream you can't wake up from. <laughs> like this movie. <laughs> but you did give them props because then they get to the point to the like, all right, all right we got to wrap this. Is like the director's like tapping on his watch. So he gets on top of her and then he just planks his body and then just like squeezes his butt cheeks. So it looks a little bit like he's thrusting. And you're just like, damn. I could feel that. No, I thought it because he did like, he did like the little like post nut like shiver, you know? <laughs> he convulsed a little bit. So that felt realistic. That was good acting. He I put think. in just enough effort to yeah. fool you. And he was like, I'm back on board, real sex on camera. Good job, guys. I'm, I bought it. And so then they get in an argument and he's like, where's my gun? And we're like, wait, what did he just say? Like, yeah, it was so bizarre because they sit there and they have sex and that post-nut clarity hits him so hard. He's like, damn, actually, I hate this bitch and I was planning to kill her. I was going to get laid first. And he's but... like, that's why I brought a gun. Yeah, that's right. And she's like, oh, you mean this gun? And like pulls it out from under the sheet. And then he's like, oh, wait, what did, where'd you get that? She shoots him. And then she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just shot him. What the fuck? And then fucking Henry's outside. Henry's like, opportunity strikes. Hey, do you need help in there? I just heard a gunshot. Who are you? Oh, I'm just a good neighbor, just being really helpful. And she's like, wait, how are you going to be helpful? And he's like, I could just get rid of that dead body for you. Do you want me to just like take that dead body off your hands? And she's like, wait, she yeah, I guess I do, the right? That would be really helpful. Like, is there a catch? 
And he's like, no catch, but why don't you put on your sexy nightgown and come with me? <laughs> and he's like, I'm a helpful Honda dealer and I'm here to help. <laughs> Today we're out here helping murderers dispose of dead bodies <laughs> using the sexy plants that eat bodies. So then they get back to the house. And he's like, all right, plants, here's a dead body for you. And they're like, oh, it'd be more cool if he was alive, but whatever, I guess. And then they're like, fuck you, plant. You fucking eat what I give you. Can you move around on your own? No, I have to bring the food to you. Fucking if it's dead already, you can either eat it or starve. Y'all have gotten spoiled. This is ridiculous. Motherfucking uppity goddamn plants. So they feed the plant. And the chick is like, wow, that was actually super awesome. Thanks again. In fact, it was so awesome, I'm getting turned on again. Should we bang? Can I, like, repay you for this? And he's, like, never banged before. And he's, oh, my God, like, it's on. And so, like, she's I mean, honestly, I've banged a lot. And I would probably have a similar reaction because this fucking lady was hot. It's pretty exciting every time, I feel like. Like, she had a fucking porno body. Yeah, this chick was hot. Honestly, every chick in this movie was hot. Yeah, yeah, that's... The That's dudes were one of not hot positives. at all. I was not feeling Not even Henry? I, honestly, With Henry his was Neil the Green hottest ass one. Face. He was alright, I guess. I feel like when he had the tank top and all the chest hair, he was looking pretty good. But. Yeah. So then the chick is like on him and they're like about to bang. And then she's like, hold on, let me like go check out this plant for a second. And then like walks over to it. And of course the plant eats her. And he's like, you motherfucker. Heavy quotation marks on eats her. She disappears from the frame. So presumably dead. And so. It's like on the Simpsons, the Poochie episode, where it suddenly just hard cuts. And they just take the cell of animation and just lift it off the screen. That would have been more effort than what they actually do in this fucking movie. They're trying their best. Like I've seen TikTok. Internet videos from 15 years ago that had more effort and special effects into making a character like the the one where it's a young black guy and he kind of does like the peace sign and then he just fades out of existence. I haven't seen that. <laughs> if I if I play it for you, you'd you'd probably recognize it. But it's uh, you know what I wanted to say. Yeah, it was just like it, it's mind blowing that like someone who's not even a filmmaker did a better job, put in more effort into doing something like that than people that. I know they didn't have a big budget, but come the fuck on, man. No, but that's the thing is like, I like cheesy, low budget, campy types of movies. I enjoy that kind of stuff. I can get into it and too. We watched Killer Condom. Oh, I love that Killer movie. That movie was fucking amazing. <laughs> that had like legit effects. It honestly looked bomb. Everybody Even fucking Orgasmo. Miles better than But this. I feel like, especially because this movie is like parroting like a shitty black and white movie they didn't have to have a big budget to make it look good like they could have made it like quote unquote like so bad it's good you know like in pulp fiction when they're in the car it's like clearly a projected screen of like a street behind them they had a budget but like they're doing that because it's like a vibe you know like they could have done stuff like that in this movie where like it's obviously fake but it's like aesthetically interesting they could have made a dummy the the leftover material they had from making the plant like it would have just required them all they had to do was get some batting Get a pair of shoes and a pair of pants that match what the character is wearing. And, and have it sticking been, out of the fucking plant's mouth. There would have been a certain amount of charm in that. Like, it would have been, like, silly, but, like, they could have just leaned into, like, oh, this is a goofy movie. They didn't make it a goofy cheesy movie. enough. Gorge. <laughs> or what is it? Gork? Gulp? Or what do they call oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this movie, um, in addition to Please Don't Eat My Mother, which is a stupid fucking title. Especially when it's just, like... Oh, I made a movie. It's a uh, it's a parody of Little Shop of Horrors. What's it called? 
please don't eat my mother, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you gotta... Glump. Gotta, glump. What does that glump even Glump with mean? an exclamation point. And then the other one is sex pot swingers and hungry pets. Hungry pets is the only one that comes anywhere close to capturing what this movie's supposed to fucking be about. None of these are good titles. No. Which is fitting because this is a fucking terrible movie. Okay, so also his one shot at not love, but at least like his one shot at actually losing his virginity right there in the moment gets eaten by the plant. Like at that moment, he seems like he's like had enough and he's just like, I'm going to kill these fucking plants. And instead, it cuts to him standing out in front of the... Well, it, it cuts to the plant shot owner is tied up and gagged. So oh, immediately you I thought, missed this part because you were talking. It happened a lot when I was watching this. <laughs> so what happens is he walks out of the room, but you can still see the plants through the doorway, but he's in the living room. And then he has the gun and he's like, oh, I'm going to kill myself or kill these plants. Or like, I can't take it anymore. And then he walks back in and there's a bunch of baby plants because the plants had banged. Oh, So he okay. starts picking them up and like there's like, rock me like background music, you know? And he's like, oh, these baby plants are so cute. Which like is exactly what my reaction would be. Like I'd be like, I actually love these baby plants. And so then... But that's because you actually like plants. Whereas this <laughs> asshole, who fucking knows? So then now that he has these baby plants, it cuts to... Him selling the plants, free plants, you know, to everybody that walks by. The plant shop guy is, like, tied up, like, no, don't do it, you know? Which, like, makes me believe that, like, he knows that the plants are evil. Because, like, that's, like, the, what the ending of Little Shop is. is like, oh, we're going to sell the plant. And it's like, oh, the evils of capitalism. Like, don't sell this toxic thing to people, you know? Yeah. But, like, in this movie, it's like, does he know that the plants are evil? Because if so, why was he selling them? I don't understand what knows? his reaction is. Like, it's hard to tell, like, what exactly the main character, Henry, what his motivation is for anything other than, like, well, it was in the script. Mm-hmm. And... So now it's like if he, because I thought he was all excited about the baby plants because now he was like, these two plants turned out to be douchebags, but like maybe I can have another chance and like have like a family and like I get to nurture them, which gives my life purpose. And maybe these plants will grow up to be, like, sweeter than these other asshole plants, you know? That but then he's just giving them away, so it's like he doesn't even want them, and he's just stuck with his same shitty plants at home. That or kind of the only thing I could take out of that was that he had been driven insane because he thought he had figured out a way to control the plants, and then he just realized, like, every single time I get close to a person, the plants are going to eat it, which is just like... Dumbass, the plants can't move. Don't take people into the room if you don't want them to get fucking eaten. Literally, that's the lesson you should have learned. Close the with door your fucking and don't mom. go in there again. Like, it's the whole reason you brought the stripper into the room, the couple into the room, was so that the plants could eat them. The second you're just like, actually, I don't want this bitch to get eaten, be like, hey, can we go in the other room? <laughs> and Let, the let's just are walk like, on the couch. Or you could do it in here. I mean, this seems like the coolest room in the house. <laughs> this is where we are. And then the fucking audacity for them to do the, the end, question mark, question mark, question mark. It's just like, fuck It's like, oh, are you. we going to get a sequel to this awesome movie? Like I said that for the fact that this movie was so bad and it was so long, I was like, look, you should not be like locking people up just because they, they act, they produce um, adult films. Like it's, it's something that's come up a lot on this. 
But for this, absolutely. This should have been a crime. Like, I should be able to fucking report. I am pressing charges for damages and distress caused by me watching this film. Kurt Carson or whatever the fuck the director's name is. Like, yeah, lock that motherfucker up. Did like, he end up making anything else? Like, what is? who is this guy? <laughs> I don't even, I don't even want to fucking, like, should look into Should we see what else to watch point. on this podcast? Instead of like uh, recommending things to to watch, because we Carl don't Munson recommend Carl J Munson. Okay, what else um, has he made? Let's see, selected filmography: A Scream in the Streets, Booby Trap, The Takers, Please Don't Eat My Mother, Blood Legacy, Acid Eaters, and then that's kind of it. And a lot of these Wikipedia's do not have links. Like, so they're just like random movies that don't even have an article. All right. What was the budget of Please Don't Even? He died August 4th, 1988. So he's safe from arrest and we're safe from having to watch (laughs) another. Him go like, oh shit, I fucking remembered. I was supposed to make Please Don't Eat My Mother too. Um, Also, none of these people in the cast. So the main guy has a Wikipedia page and then Harry's wife has one. Oh, the chick at the end. But then nobody else has a Wikipedia. Yeah, and I don't think I said it on this, uh, but Bert uh, Cartalian was the, the lead. He played Henry, and he also played a character named Henry on How I Met Your Mother. I feel like we need to see that now, and I'm wondering if that is a coincidence <laughs> or if there's any way that they knew that. God. Oh, wait, hold on a second here. Okay, so the Wikipedia... The guy at the end, the actor's name is Rick Lutz, and he doesn't have a page, but I know that name. I think that was the guy in Disco Lady. Yes. Right? It is. Yes. Look. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I okay. That's why you him. didn't. Because you didn't like him in Disco Lady, no, right? No, I didn't. I'm not a fan of him. And I was guy. making fun of his fucking disco medallion and his fucking puffy shirts. <laughs> oh my God. Look at this. It's Rick Lutz as a Bigfoot. Banging oh, God. It's all it's all coming together. Like the universe is winking at us right now. Wait, we should watch that. So yeah, I do want to say we we had a party. We had a watching party where God, how long ago was that? That, we that was watched last Christmas. Killer condom. Oh no, that was Halloween. Was it last Halloween? Was it last Halloween? I think so. Yeah, but that was at first when the movie starts up because it is. It's a low-budget movie. Uh, it was a Troma release, wasn't it? Troma bought the rights and they released it, but they yeah. didn't make it. Yeah. It's a German film. It's a German movie. It was wild because, like, part of the plot is that the um, the lead character, the detective in this movie, like, they're doing they're doing a, a, a parody, a satire of the hard-boiled detective kind of story, but they intentionally make him gay. He's it's gay. It's an awesome movie. He's like in love with, or no, he's not in love with, it's a cross-dressing prostitute who's in love with him because he's got the best dick in the world, apparently. And there's an evil scientist who is making these condoms that bite people's dicks off. And the scientist is like religious, conservative, and doing this to punish people who are deviants, you know? So it's honestly, yeah. it's like a good ass movie, like that truly has something to say, has yeah. like a good social commentary. It, um, could, it could just be like this, like, kind of shitty, like, kind of grungy, uh, edgy comedy. But instead, it's actually like trying to say something about like repression, and, and it has like some themes, but it also has these fucking like, 
disgusting looking like condom monsters that fly out and try to they bite They were made by H.R. Geiger of Alien. Wow. This movie I... is fucking awesome. Vinegar Syndrome actually just put out a DVD of it, which I immediately had to get because it was on YouTube and now I can't find it. It yeah. might still be there, but I couldn't find it when I was trying to watch it the other day. So I was like, I need this DVD. So I'm going to, as much as we do not recommend Please Don't Eat My Mother, we so hard recommend Killer Condom. And yeah. like, I actually love that we're bringing that up because I won't go into it too much. But I have a Little Shop porno adaptation in the works that is very much inspired by Killer Condom. It yeah. kind of feels like a blend between those two worlds. Yeah, and and I don't awesome. know. I don't know if it's changed very much from the premise that you pitched me on. I loved it though. Like I immediately was just like, yes. I've pretty much just been like really fleshing it out more, you know, because that film actually will take place in the world of ghost story. So thinking about like the lore and the legends and like all the shit that's going on there, because the the vibe of that movie, obviously, it's in the desert. We have an amazing killer cactus. We have spicy lesbian romance. Like there's a lot of cool (laughs) stuff going on, but it is pro plant and pro grime of embracing the seediness of why do we need to get out and make our lives better? Like we're going to take ownership of our own lives here and shape our reality the way we want it to be, which is something that I really like about killer condom because visually, like I think the movie was made in like the nineties, but the aesthetic is very much that like seventies dirty, like, you know, like it's fucking awesome. And they're they're really going for, um, you know, that, that grimy, like going back to Joker, mm-hmm. that that grimy, dirty, like you know, trash workers, uh, sanitation workers strike, like New York City. Mm-hmm. It's awesome and it's funny and cool and yeah, definitely check. Yeah, that was a really entertaining movie. It, I <laughs> there there are plenty of times watching this to where I was just like. I remember that one scene in Killer Condom? That was really good. That was really I cool. low-key thought about doing an episode on Killer Condom, but I was like... Well, like, the know. other thing about it is when we watched it, it was um, it was uh, subbed. So mm-hmm. it the all of the dialogue is in German, and we watched it with English subtitles, and the jokes still hit. Yeah, that is something I'll say, because I honestly don't like watching subtitled movies. It is really distracting to me, where like my eyes are just glued to the text, and I feel like I'm not appreciating any of the visuals or any of the actors' performances. Like, So I, I just don't really like watching them. But this movie, like, just the way that the dialogue was paced, like there was something that almost felt kind of like a play about it, and like <laughs> there was such a balance of visual storytelling, and like the delivery of the dialogue, like in German, was like so good that I found myself like not as distracted like I'm really captivated by the I I don't know like for whatever reason like it didn't I didn't have as hard a time with it as I normally do during subtitled movies so I was a little concerned about it when the movie started off like I don't remember if I knew going into it that it was in German with subtitles well because the trailer is in English or Mm -hmm. it's like a like the characters aren't speaking. It's just like the visuals and then like an English narrator talking about the movie, you know? So I didn't realize that it was the first time I saw it, but liked it enough that I still, you know? Yeah. Like very quickly, I was like, I understand exactly what's going on. And I don't feel like I'm having to like glue my eyes to the bottom of the screen. Cause I've actually been lately trying to watch stuff without subtitles, just so I don't like get so fixated on the subtitles and not paying attention to like what's going on visually. 
Yeah, it's um, very distracting to me. Yeah. If it sounds interesting at all for you, like look up the trailer. Um, just know going into it that it's going to be in German because I don't think they did an English dub of it. I don't think so. Yeah. But fantastic movie, especially if you like stuff that's weird, that's gross, that's offbeat. Like if you like anything by Troma at all, you've probably already fucking watched it. That was great. And of course, Little Shop of Horrors. I never finished the uh, Roger Corman film. But of course, the 1986 remake is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's the, the music in it's ever. fantastic. The thing that blows me away, because I just, when I watched it as a kid, I remember we used to watch it, I think they, they would air it on ABC like every single October. Mm-hmm. So for several years in a row, we just watched it. And sometimes we'd just rent it from the video store, you know, to where we're just like, oh, what do you want to... The first time I watched it, I was blown away. I was just like, why aren't there more movies like this? And why yeah. is this so good? But then, like, I didn't watch it for a long time. I rewatched it again, and that's, like, after I moved here, that's what inspired me to be like, oh, that should be our Halloween costume. It was kind of fun, like, shopping around, trying to find boy clothes for my girlfriend, which wasn't hard to do. The hardest thing to find for her was, like, a wig. Mm -hmm. But I had to try and find a dress and a bra that would fit me. (laughs) Because I'm six foot and 230, I think I think at the time I was maybe like 215, 220, but I'm still like pretty big size guy. It took me a little while to one, find a dress that looked like something she would wear that would fit me. And then two, just finding the bra. <laughs> like I had to buy like a 40 double D bra or some shit like that. It was hilarious, but... That was such a good costume. You and the reaction awesome. I got to the pictures, I was just like, even my mom, she was just like, I almost didn't recognize you at first. And it wasn't like we put a lot of effort in trying to make me look like a woman. I haven't really done drag very much in my life. But that shit was a lot of fun. But what really iced the whole thing was having that prop puppet that you made. It was so cool. Going back to what I was saying, like when I rewatched that movie, I think this is like 2017 or so, or 2018. I had never noticed before, but the mouth movements on Audrey 2, especially the large Audrey 2, when I was rewatching, I was just like, how the fuck did they do this? It's phenomenal. It is. The way that they did it was, so they had a lot of articulation to the mouth, but what they did is they had Rick Moranis slow his movements down to like a third speed or something. And when they were shooting the mouth, they took their time to really articulate all the words using the tongue and the mouth movement and the lips, and they sped up the footage. And so when you watch it back, like, it is flawless. That's amazing. Like, especially for Rick Moranis, because, like, I feel like you would not know from looking at the film that that's what was going on. Like, it looks so real. I feel like that must have taken so much, like, control, like, of your body, you know? Because, like, I feel like if you were to be like, oh, okay, do, like, a slow motion walk, like, it looks goofy. When you're thinking about moving, you move in such an unnatural way, you know? Yeah. That, like, that's so impressive that he was able to do that to where it genuinely looks real and, like, normal speed. Because you will see that, and especially movies from, like, the 70s and 80s, where they would do stuff to where, you know, they'll have, like, car chases or something where they actually are going only like 25 miles an hour, but they're like, we'll speed it up and it'll look like they're going like 60. And, and then you can tell, like, like it just, it, it, it's not natural. And even something more modern, when they did the uh, the Hobbit movies, they would have, they, they 
they shot it to where um, it was something like it was it, it slightly sped up the film and so when you watch it it doesn't feel natural mm. and like what's really crazy is the duet that he has with Audrey too and he's singing and moving around and the, the plant singing back to him and I'm just like dude I don't think like with today's technology, like if they had to do that digitally, I don't know that it would look it as smooth, absolutely have the would weight, not. the presence. Like, yeah, it just fucking blows me away. And then on top of that, you have, um, I forget her name, but the actress who plays Audrey, Ellen who was from Green. Ellen Green, who was from the musical. And I was just like, how the fuck did this lady not have like a bigger like star career? Because she's so great in the movie. She is. She's such a phenomenal singer. Yeah. And like such a adorable, funny, great actor, great performance. Yeah. She just has a sense of like everything that she's doing, the the way that she emotes all of her lines, like her her physical actions, everything is so perfect, perfectly in tune with what like like the great thing about that film is. They were definitely going for something, and they fucking nailed it. Yeah. Like, it was it was supposed to be, like, what would it be like if we did a modern-day, like, version of, like, those those uh, giant monster movies from the 1950s? Mm-hmm. You know, the attack of the giant killer plants. And what's crazy is the, the original ending that they shot yes. for the movie. And it's kind of like, that would have been... As a kid, that probably would have devastated me. But as an adult, I'm like, no, this was this was the ending for me. They made such a good point, though, talking about, like, why they changed it, you know? Because they're like, in a play, the actors come out at the end. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, you know? But in a movie, it's just over. And you're like, oh, it's Well, it's over. not only, like, like, not only do these two characters that we've been following and rooting for this entire fucking movie, like, not only do they not overcome the odds and get eaten by these fucking plants, these plants go on and take over the planet and cause more death and, and destruction and shit. But, but yeah, like, it's just the, the level of cynicism that I have as an adult. I'm like, it's like, that, that to like, me that's is hilarious what would have fitting. happened. Yeah, like, exactly. How could you not sell that plant? But even, like, Steve Martin as the fucking, like, the, the greaser oh. dentist. And, and so good. So hot. <laughs> there's this one moment in the movie that is just, it's so funny. And it's one of those bizarre things where your brain understands why it's funny, but you can't articulate, like, what exactly is funny about it. But it's when he comes flying in on the motorcycle. <laughs> and the motorcycle just kind of, like... It's floating down and then it just slams on the ground and kind of bounces a little bit. Something about that is so goddamn funny. Yeah, just his whole thing where he's like, because I'm a dentist. I actually sang that song in an audition. (laughs) (laughs) And now that. What I would love to do for an audition is Bill Murray's role. Where he's the fucking sadist. (laughs) He's like just getting off on getting tortured by fucking Steve Martin. And, so then, and then he's realizing that, like, he can't enjoy torturing people if the guy actually enjoys it. And it's like, why is this in this movie? But it, like, fits so perfectly. It's so fucking weird and bizarre. Uh, so I love that movie. It's right up there, like, top five all-time favorites. Best movie ever. Speaking of best movie ever, you just wrapped <gasps> yes! on another film. We have a film coming out 
on Halloween night at Cinema Under the Stars. It's called Frankie, and we've mentioned it on here before, but we've never really talked about it because it's always been something where I'm like, I'm like, I don't even know how to like describe it in a way, yeah. you know, because like it's not a comedy at all, you know, which is normally like dark comedies and this kind of the vibe. It's kind of dark and strange, but it's not necessarily scary, but it's just kind of like, it's very much exploring like what it feels like to be an artist and like lose yourself in your work, how weird it feels to like commodify something so personal and like how that kind of takes a toll. But then it also kind of has that undertone as well of being a person or being a woman and feeling like kind of how, how as both like an artist and a person, those things like come together, your personal life begins to be affected by you're never off and you're selling yourself in every interaction. So it's, so that's kind of what the, the theme of it is, but it like, it's a black and white super eight film. The longest one we've done, you know, I think this is going to come in like a solid 20 minutes. It's like, this chick like directing her own life, which like takes the form of like a classic monster movie. So you have like the Bride of Frankenstein and vampires and werewolves and all these different creatures and like Danelle fucking killed it, like making all oh, the yeah. different creatures. Manny plays one of the vampires and like it looked so good. So yeah, we've been working on that for over a year, you know, like a year and a half at this point. And like we finally finished shooting. We're in the editing process and in a couple weeks like it will exist and be available to watch yeah and you can go check out um what the instagram is frankie on film it's yeah it's frankie on film dot movie okay and then good vibe cinema the production company you know we got stuff about frankie on there and you know both pages will have details about the premiere screening so people in san diego you know it's it's a tuesday night it's, it's halloween night hit me up if you're trying to go to this thing I think people, like, if, if the concept sounds at all interesting, go check out the images from it. Because the way that uh, that you captured that classic universal hammer horror look between just the, the black and white and then the makeup job that Danelle did, it, it, it's awesome. Like, I cannot wait to watch this. Um, it was really cool to be a part of it. And it's awesome to, to see it actually come to life because I remember... When you first pitched me, you're like, I have this idea. And you told me about it. And I was just like, that's that's wild. I don't know if you And remember. then like the more you talked about it and then like the imagery started to come out, I was just like, I see this whole thing like coming together now. I had a super loose idea for both that and Bigfoot in 2019 before writing Ghost Story. Like, I was like, I don't know, I want to do something where it's like a Frankenstein, but it's like building this, building yourself. I just a super, like a seed of the idea, you yeah. know? And then... Yeah, and we might have, we might have sat in this room, like, when we used to sit down and, like, just talk about, like, hey, I want to write this, I want to do this. And we, like, it was the proto, like, version of vibe talking. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I, I think you, you might have, like, uh, even pitched it then, but... I, I remember like us like walking up like Sixth Street and you were just like, okay, I got this idea. And then you started telling me about it. And I was just like, I can almost kind of picture like, but, but yeah, like once the visuals started coming together, I was just like, okay, you, you, you had it like all along, you know, and it was just kind of like getting to the point to where it's just like, okay, 
now this is going to come out. This is going to live. This is going to exist. I'm excited for it to exist too, because like, I feel like I have such a hard time describing it. Like even just now, I'm like, that wasn't the best pitch, you know, where it's like with like ghost story, like I know so deeply what it is and what it's about. And I could talk about it forever, you know, with Frankie, like, I'm like, I know what it feels like, but like, I don't know what it's like about, you know? And also it was really interesting too, because like, you know, me and Cassidy came up with the story together. So I wrote the script and of course brought like my own experiences into that, you know, and wrote it at a time where that topic was like very much affecting me. But then, you know, we came up with the idea together and she's playing Frankie. So this whole time it's been like, you know, I don't want to like narrow it down too much because it's like we both are bringing our own experiences into it. So what I think it's about versus what she thinks it's about, like, is not exactly the same, you know? And I kind of want it to be open like that of like, you know, not trying to be like preachy or whatever. Like, it's like, see it and you're a performer or, you know, it, it will probably resonate in some way. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it because like, I understand like, the, the concept and everything, but you know, there were, there was stuff to where I just, I would see the footage and I'm just like, all right, I, I want to see like where this fits in. And like, it, it is one of those things to where it, it's, it's so much easier to tell versus show something. So to, to get across ideas through primarily visuals, like that is something to where you have to have a strong idea and then you have to have a strong expression of what that idea is. I'm working on my own stuff right now. Like the only things I really have to kind of like talk about is uh, trying to write a couple of sketches for a variety show. Yes, that's... we're going to have a great Christmas show. Yeah. And then I've got, uh, there's a novel that I uh, came up with the concept of this based on real life experiences years ago. And the pages are getting churned out. It is a guy who is struggling to become an actor in Los Angeles and he gets caught up in a plot where an actor, a very famous actor, has faked his own abduction. I can't wait to read this book. Like, yeah, so. Everything you've told me about it sounds so cool. Yeah, so hopefully, maybe this time next year, I can be like, hey, here it is. I'd definitely like to try and have something done much, much sooner than that, but it's been years in the making. And just watching you present these ideas and just say like, hey, here's a thing that I want to do. And... and it doesn't come out fully formed. You know, of course, there's there's a lot of things to where when you're presenting it, it's like, I want to do this. I think I want to do this. Like, I feel like it needs to have this. And then by the time it really starts to come together, like by the time you're in production mode, just the things start clicking. And then even more stuff starts to form once you get into post-production. So. It's been such a cool process too, like working on it as a group, you know? Because like, I feel like me, Cassidy, and Michael are all directing it. You know, because, like, she's doing the choreography and the acting, you know. I wrote it, and I'm kind of, like, directing, like, different character dynamics. And then he's, like, setting up all these visuals. And, like, all three of us are talking, like, okay, what's going on in the scene? So, like, how is that look? And then everybody's like, okay, well, what, what, what if we did this? Okay, then how do we got this? And, like, it's been such an effortless flow of just, like, bouncing those ideas. Yeah, because you guys you work know? really well together. Yeah, it's really cool to see. It has been so, just, like, such a pleasurable experience. And... I feel like we're all like on the same page. So like there's no like issues that come up, but like we all see things in such a different way that it's like, I would have never thought of that idea, but that's totally on brand. And I love that idea, you know, so it's just been really cool. 
Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. It makes me think about, you know, another another thing that I was working on with um, my writing partner, guy I used to do sequelitis with, but uh, we were working on a script together. You know, looking back at it now, I would have an idea and then he'd say, yeah, but what if we do this? And the number of times to where I would reject ideas that he would pitch to me only to later come back and be like, you know what, actually, that's a very good idea. And what's really funny is we were working on this one story and I had this idea and then he was just like, actually, no, it needs to be this. And I was just like, you're crazy. That wouldn't work. And then eventually, like, we kind of talked through it and we got to a point to where it's just like, actually, you know what? I am now realizing the genius of that idea. And then, you know, a little bit more time passes by and I continue working on it. He starts working on something else. And then I come back and I'm just like, hey, remember this and remember this one idea. And then him just being like, wait, I don't know that that works at all. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's your fucking idea. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one idea that I think makes this whole thing work. Yeah, so that's really funny. But uh, that's awesome. I'm really excited about it. Of course, you know, ghost story. You went and did that, so... Yeah, we just got back from New York. That was fucking sick. (laughs) Yeah. If there's anybody out there that might have caught that, like, let us know what you thought about it. Uh, Apparently, you got some really good feedback. um, But you can always hit us up, vibetalking at gmail.com. No G on talking, but definitely a G on Gmail. And then, of course, we said uh, there's Vibe Talking Threads, Vibe Talking Twitter, Vibe Talking Instagram, and then Good Vibe Cinema. Good Vibe Cinema, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Instagram's the most happening, though. Yeah. Yeah, hit us up. You know, we've been saying this since episode three, I think it was, where we said, hey, in sex world, phone sex. You have a phone sex script. That was my favorite thing ever when I was like, oh, it's the hottest scene in the movie. And you're like... This scene? <laughs> that should be our next video. That should be our next video is like us having that conversation where I'm like, it's so hot. And you're like, it's so not. And then it's overlaid the scene so people can make up their own mind. Yeah, there we go. That would be All a right. great video. Cool. Well, I've got some work to do. Hopefully you guys will catch us on the next episode. Thank you very much for listening. Good night, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.